1: 995 gold that's 833995 gold 833995 g o l d
2: pure talk believes in american values and that free should mean exactly that free switch to pure talk today and get a free samsung 5g smartphone Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just
1: go to puretalk.com slash Clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash Clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back hour our number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I hope all of you are having a fantastic start to your Tuesday as you hang out with us. encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton's name as well. You can find us easily, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's on Stitcher, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on Google Play. Also, want to let you know we're going to be joined uh, here in a little bit by Jim Jordan, whose uh, House Judiciary Committee subcommittee, uh, the Republicans there, have uncovered some more emails from Dr. Fauci, which make his behavior look even more suspicious. And then we're going to talk with Alex Berenson, the Twitter band Alex Berenson, in the third hour of the program. So that is where we are headed uh, as we continue throughout the course of the program. But... There's a lot of discussion last week, Buck, about the ridiculous January 6th uh, uh, attempt to memorialize by the Democrats. And really, Kamala Harris coming out and saying it was 9-11 and Pearl Harbor to her uh, was maybe this headline that got the most attention, ironically, of all of this. But one of the questions that has lingered as the January 6th, Uh, event has been investigated in many ways for political purposes to allow it to continue to fester as a story while not paying attention at all to the summer of riots effectively that occurred all over this country. Is there's been a lot of questions, I think good ones, about who are all of the people that were involved in these riots? And in particular, was the FBI, was your own government involved in helping to uh, foment in any way? Uh, this incident that occurred at the United States Capitol. So Ted Cruz decided to go after the uh, the FBI over these issues. This just happened in uh, in testimony in the Senate and ask whether or not the FBI was in any way involved in either uh, the uh, the rioting or potentially in violent acts as a part of the rioting. Listen to this clip.
3: How many FBI agents? or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th?
2: Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources
3: and methods. Uh, did any FBI agents any FBI or agents confidential, or informants, confidential informants, actively actively informants actively participate in the events of January 6th, January 6th, yes, or no? January 6th yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents did or FBI confidential FBI informants, informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, Adber- who is Ray Epps? Yeah. I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him.
2: Okay, Clay. So I know this game pretty well. Because in the CIA, you have sources and methods. FBI, you have sources and methods. But how hard is it? And what are we supposed to think the real accountable, uh, accountability will be here? How hard is it for the FBI to just come out and say that this publicly uh, for, for the purposes of restoring faith in that institution for which we have to remember Faith has plummeted in recent years, and rightfully so, after Andy McCabe and the deep state and James Comey and the actors, the bad actors. And we've now seen through all the reports. We have the information. Uh, Remember uh, Lisa Page and Peter Strzok and the text back and forth, all the stuff, the insurance policy against Donald Trump. The FBI is at probably its lowest level of public trust in living memory. I mean, at least in my living memory. And now would be a time the FBI should say, hey, just for the purposes of clarity, we had absolutely nothing to do with this. We had no confidential informants, no undercover agents, nobody involved in the pay or at the behest of the FBI on January 6th. The fact that they won't say that and I don't even just mean in this one hearing, this one circumstance where she's doing the sources and methods game. Right. Can neither confirm nor deny. I know this game shows you that something is funky here. Something doesn't smell right there was a guy on video we've all seen it being pointed out ever yelling fed 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 saying go into the capitol we also have to remember that the plot against gretchen whitmer the governor of michigan remember how we were donald trump was blamed for it because he was still president well then when that actually came out who was really involved there was someone working at the behest of the fbi who was pushing this along in a way that did look like Entrapment. It did look like an FBI, not agent as in the employee of, but someone working as an informant for the FBI was pushing along a plot that might not have gotten very far otherwise. So, where are the answers here? We need to get them.
1: Not only that, we have an entire committee that is ostensibly investigating January 6th that will not ask any of these questions. And I think that goes to the lack of public trust that exists in general. Uh, surrounding this entire investigation and this entire incident. And Buck, you've done intelligence. you were at the at the CIA. When you hear these answers, and by the way, the answers were coming from, uh, let me make sure we get the the woman's name right at the FBI, that was Jill Sanborn who was testifying uh, on behalf of the FBI doesn't it raise some wildly interesting questions about what exactly was going on? And if the media were really doing its job, this would be something that they would almost immediately follow up on, right? Because there are so many intriguing aspects associated with those answers.
2: Yeah, and also, there isn't actually a sources and methods issue unless sources and methods, in Intel speak, are at issue. Meaning that, you know, if if I ask an FBI agent, you know, have you deployed... undercover to uh, clay travis's home in the last five days the answer if if they haven't (laughs) it's it's pretty it's pretty easy no we haven't done that right right and and so it obviously raises suspicion here because if they had nobody there if they had no no person working in any way tied to federal law enforcement they could easily say no that's not us and occasionally whether it's you know the cia the fbi one of the three-letter agencies will come out for the purposes of public clarity and say look guys This wasn't us or we didn't do this, whether you believe them or not, by the way, an entirely different issue, but they will at least address it. It is not enough for the FBI to try to hide behind sources and methods on an issue of absolute paramount public concern here. And I think that what you have to remember is that this is an FBI that is. Tainted as an institution by what was done to Donald Trump. The people who said, oh, there's no deep state. They would never try a palace coup against the president from inside the federal bureaucracy. They were wrong. The people who said that they tried to overthrow a duly elected president by concocting a Russia collusion narrative. That was a pure fabrication of the Hillary Clinton campaign. The Democrat aligned media and deep state Democrat actors within the FBI. They were right. And we can't forget that now. We can't unlearn the things that we've seen. And I think the other question this raises,
1: at least for me, in addition to why aren't more questions being asked about this is what's the goal, right? I mean, take take a step back. You well know this, Buck, but everybody out there listening, think about it. Why do you usually have an informant, right? Why is the FBI inside? Let's take it outside of January 6th or anything political, why might the FBI have someone working inside of a drug ring undercover? They think dr- laws
2: are being broken. <laughs> That's yes. the basic reason.
1: A- and they're trying to catch people the best way that they can by getting the evidence from inside, right? So what's the goal of this incident? It seems like you just mentioned the guy that we saw on uh, on tape saying, hey, why don't you go into the Capitol? It seems entirely political in nature, right? In other words, when and and this gets into an interesting sort of criminal law discussion of when you are trying to encourage. And I think this is a big part of the Governor Gretchen Whitman story as well. When you're trying to encourage someone to commit a crime that they would otherwise have not done. But for your actions, it raises a lot of questions surrounding entrapment, right? Hey, you are trying to create a crime that otherwise would have never occurred. And that's what I think you wonder about as it pertains to FBI involvement on
2: January 6th. And this is where you, you see Senator Ted Cruz, I think, continues to have his, his best moments is when he's in prosecutor mode. You know, yeah. when he is, when he's able to push somebody who doesn't want to give answers on, on an issue like this. And think of what the, the broader context of all this would be. We have clear law enforcement a clear law enforcement gap in security and failure on... The uh, January 6th day, right during that riot, crowd control was, as everyone understands, if they were really looking into this, this would be the discussion. That's the number one question. And that, that would be a huge part of this, because everyone else who was involved has already been tracked down by the FBI. They're prosecuting them. There's not a lessons learned from, hey, we got this guy who broke a window in the Capitol who shouldn't be there other than, OK, that person's now facing punishment. And as we've discussed here, in some cases, facing solitary confinement for months on end for nonviolent crimes but there was a failure of preparation that day that is suspicious in how inept it was, right? The, we've seen the video of what looks like the the rioters being let in. You know, they're just kind of being told they move the barricades. I've seen the video many times. You probably, folks listening, have seen it. Tucker's show has shown it many times. So that's one part of the conversation. But then also, there seems to be no interest in finding the, pipe bom- the would-be pipe bomber, the guy who left pipe bombs outside DNC and uh, RNC headquarters. Very little interest in this Ray Epps character who keeps coming up in the video of him and also the possibility that if the FBI had people who were in any way involved in this, you know, what what was the huge distinction? How did this go bad? It went bad because some people, how did it become a riot and not a protest in part? Some people decided that they were going to actually breach the Capitol and go inside. And that's wrong and that was illegal. But where did that idea start? Where did it come from? Who was pushing it? We should know that. That should be something that is public record now. And I think it also goes to, Clay, why we don't have all the footage released from Capitol Hill that's out there. There are a lot of things they don't want to talk about. All they want to make sure is that all Trump voters are insurrectionists and Donald Trump can't run again. That's really what this is about.
1: It was their fevered dream. This was the dream of the left-wing industry was they wanted Trump— to do something that they found to be so outside the bounds of acceptable democratic behavior and up to January 6th, there had really not been anything. And in fact, and I've been arguing this for a long time and I think you would agree, but for COVID Trump would have won against Joe Biden and it wouldn't have been remotely close. So they got their meteor, so to speak streaking across the night sky that struck the United States political uh, fabric But it was totally something that Trump was in no way responsible for. And then they tried to blame him for everything associated with covid. And that was enough to pry away independent suburban women voters and independent voters in the suburbs overall. And January 6th is their attempt to ensure that he never runs again. Uh, And they're trying to continue to blow that up as best they can without giving us a full accounting of what truly went on that day. Mike Lindell, by the way, he invented my pillow and his team fit us for our own pillows and introduced us to their ever-growing list of incredible products. Products like the towel sets, the slippers, the robes, the mattress toppers, Giza Dream Sheets, on top of many more. You can trust Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. Ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable with a luxurious finish. They're available in multiple colors, styles, and sizes. And right now, Buck, you can get an
2: incredible offer. How do you get hooked up giza dream sheets folks buy one get one free with promo code clay and buck this is the best sheets you're ever going to own i have multiple pairs clay's got pairs all over his house they are the softest most luxurious best sheets you can get all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee you got to use that promo code clay and buck you'll get buy one get one free giza dream sheets Just go to MyPillow.com, click on Radio Listener Specials. You'll get the Giza Dream Sheets, buy one, get one free with code CLAYANDBUCK or call 800-792-3269. That's 800-792-3269. Find deep discounts on all other MyPillow products, too, when visiting MyPillow.com.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Archaea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bpcom investing in America.
2: Call
1: 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D.
2: Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. Ninety-five cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate eleven dollars a month to Tunnel to Towers at t2t.org. That's t the number two t dot org. Never forget 9/11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. We have Jim Jordan, congressman from Ohio, joining us in just a few minutes. Talk about some Fauci emails. Seems like the not so good doctor may be untruthful, may have been untruthful, I should say, including perhaps under oath about Wuhan Institute of Virology gain of function research, and a whole lot more. We're talking about that, and don't forget Alex Berenson, going to have some Berenson truth bombs dropping at three oh five Eastern time when Clay and I have on the author of Pandemia. So you can either you know listen to programs like this one, for example, listen to Clay and Buck here. Sorry, that was third person, but you know what I mean. Listen to us and try to just look at what's really going on and be normal. As I was just saying to Clay, just, just be cool, right? Like, we're figuring yeah, stuff J-B-N, out here. Just like, be normal. Just be normal. Just be normal, everybody. That's what we're trying to do. Trying to get back to normal life. Trying to look at things as they are. We're not the hysterics and craziness. And I just want to be clear. Over at CNN, it seems, in terms of their coverage, but sometimes they even say it out loud, they are very upset at the notion that like this audience is going to just be normal, like just going to roll about their day, live their lives, not be like, oh, my gosh, I need to wear three masks and maybe goggles and and I'm going to wear gloves, you know, all the double stuff. mask like Walensky did at her, uh, at her testimony today. I mean, she wasn't double masking a few weeks ago. Anyone who doesn't see this for the stupidity and the ostentatious virtue signaling that it is i don't know what to say at some how point how about
1: fauci buck you tweeted about this too taking his mask off to answer questions and then putting it back on otherwise
2: he takes the virus seriously he is the absolute worst i mean the that absolute is so ridiculous worst. uh but anyway they're they're very upset at the notion i i think there's what the there's the old line about like a uh a, a fundamentalist is somebody who lives in the constant fear that someone somewhere is enjoying their life or some you know, there's variations of the quote. CNN right. lives in the constant fear that some of you listening to this right now, somewhere across the country, are enjoying your lives and living lives of purpose and not abject fear because of the Fauciite apparatus. Here is one of their own over at CNN saying
3: people are just living their lives. A lot of the media does seem, when I look at it and, and then travel the country, to be very out of touch with people. I mean, if you travel the country, people are not really living in the same uh, bubble that it seems that uh, most of the media is messaging toward. And, right. and so, yeah, and, and so I, I, I think this is an issue because if people are tuning out uh, what's going on in cable news, if we're not messaging toward uh, the general population, um, you know, they're, they're just, you know, ignoring everything and and living their lives uh, and, and we're not really getting That's the... Perfect. That's perfect.
2: They're just they're ignoring us on cable news and living their lives. Yes, do that. Hang out with us and ignore those clowns, because we're telling you live your lives.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also reflective. And this is one of the things that concerns me a little bit to the extent that I'm concerned about it. Buck, the Supreme Court justices all live on the East Coast. And I talk to people constantly, and I know you've lived this example But, Buck, the difference between the way people are living on the East and West Coast and the way that they are living in the middle part of the country, oftentimes you think whatever is going on around you is representative of what the larger uh, universe is. I mean, you came on the road from New York, for instance, and went to a college football game, no masks anywhere. Everybody's leaving, uh, living a completely normal life. You were in Florida, you go back to New York, and it's a totally different
2: universe in which, uh, in which people are living. Just as I was trying to learn about the latest COVID data, I was also seeing apparently. It was a good night for bulldogs and I love bulldogs as actual pets but apparently there's a mascot for a certain team that had a good night. Georgia, Georgia buck broke a 41 uh, year
1: non-title streak and uh, and took down the Alabama Crimson Tide last night. Big win. Oh, wow, interesting! Not the tide is not rolling so much. Apparently. Tide is not rolling right now. Although they'll be the number one team in the country next year, uh, and uh, Georgia had been close for many, many years since 1980 to winning a national championship. They got it done. Big audience last night, I imagine. Jim, Jim Jordan up with us next to an exciting game.
2: Jim Jordan going to be joining us in a second. You know, on the days you need a cup of delicious, fully caffeinated coffee, remember this name: Black Rifle Coffee. This is fantastic. It tastes so good. I kick off every morning with a delicious cup of steamy freedom, courtesy of Black Rifle Coffee. Clay rocks his cold style. He likes the cold brews coming in a can. Absolutely delicious. This is a veteran-owned and operated company. They hire lots of veterans, and they give back to veteran and law enforcement causes constantly. Look, Black, Black Rifle is more than a business. It's a passion for these guys. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com dot com today. Check out the best coffee in America. BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use the promo code Clay and Buck. That'll get you twenty percent off your purchase, as well as twenty percent off your first Coffee Club order. BlackRifleCoffee dot com slash uh, uh, promo code rather Clay and Buck. coffee dot com. Clay and Buck.
1: Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Tuesday edition of the program. We've got Congressman Jim Jordan on with us right now. Uh, And uh, Congressman, you guys, you've got Dr. Fauci testifying on Capitol Hill today. Uh, And you guys have uncovered some uh, more interesting emails from Fauci relating to uh, what exactly went on with the Wuhan virology lab and yep. how COVID emerged, what can you tell us about uh, the emails and the letter that you sent today?
3: From the get go, from the get go, it looks like Dr. Fauci, Dr. Collins knew this thing likely came from a lab, and then they went into overdrive to cover their backside and make sure the country did not know that. And we were able to; we had a staff member who was able to go in and view these emails in camera because what we had got via FOIA uh, were all redacted. But never forget, uh, Clay, that on January 31st, 2020, there's an email that comes at 10.30 p.m. at night to Dr. Fauci. The email says, virus looks engineered, virus not consistent with evolutionary theory. It comes from Dr. Christian Anderson, one of the virologists who's been getting your tax money in grant dollars o- over the years. Virus not consistent with evolutionary theory. Virus looks engineered. 10.32 p.m., January 31st, 2020. And uh, that's a fancy way of saying this thing came from a lab. And Dr. Fauci starts emailing people at 2 in the morning You know, starting this process in place to say we don't want that information out there. There's a conference call the next day, and that conference call, it's Fauci, Collins, and 11 virologists from around the world who also have been getting your tax dollars and your listeners' tax dollars over the years. And what we finally got were the emails that that happened on that as a result of that conference call where I think they were frankly getting their story straight because now that we've seen the unredacted emails, they all say – one of them says, I just can't figure out how this thing gets accomplished in nature. The other one, the other one says, I, I really can't think of any plausible natural scenario. So these guys understood this thing had to come from a lab, but they spend the next several months, uh, trying to downplay that. And we got other emails that talk about, uh, that this thing, oh no, it came in nature. It didn't actually happen. So how these guys switch in that short of time is, is amazing to me. But I think it just shows that they were more concerned about covering their backside. And frankly, we have one that says, we don't want to upset. We don't want to do any potential harm to science or international harmony. That's an email from Collins to Fauci. So it's almost like they were more concerned about the the Chinese people's feelings, uh, the Chinese government's feelings, than they were getting the truth to the American people.
2: Congressman Jordan, it's Buck. I want to know what you think should be done about all of this. I mean, Fauci today was getting grilled by uh, Senator Rand Paul a bit on this same issue of coordinating to crush epidemiologists in the early days who weren't going along with the party line, whether it was about Wuhan or any number of other things, by the way, uh, that there was bureaucratic infighting. and I think that's really Fauci's true skill is being a bureaucratic infighter and somebody who can lay the old D.C. ambush on folks. And I want to know what you think should be done about this as we continue to get this information. We're talking about these emails now. Where should we go, and what does accountability or, or change look like as a result of these revelations?
3: Well, well, what, one thing that should certainly happen is we should not be using American tax dollars to fund gain-of-function research. That, that, should be just like, that should be prohibited, period. That needs to happen. Second, the power that Collins and Fauci have— Fauci still has. Collins has left the government, thank goodness. But the power that they have because they control so much money. You know what the budget is to NIH and CDC? It's $56 billion a year. And they're handing out some of that money to these virologists. These virologists who say on February 1st on this conference call, they say this thing came from a lab in different words. And then four days later, their story changes. And then they write an article 17 days later, February 17th, they write an article that they first give to Fauci to edit before it appears in Nature Medicine magazine. So the the five of the 11 people on that call then are authors of this article that goes in Nature's Medicine magazine, and they change their position. They say, no, 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 it didn't come from a lab at all. So it changed in that short of time. What did Fauci and Collins tell these guys? And did they pass any of this information? Did Fauci or Collins pass any of this information to President Trump and his team? This is something the President of the United States needs to know if it came from a lab that we funded and they were doing gain-of-function research. The President of the United States, the Commander-in-Chief, needs to know that, particularly when the country's China. Did they share it with him? Because it sure looks like they didn't. They went into complete cover-their-backside mode. So, yeah, they need to be held accountable. And what needs to happen, certainly, is the law needs to change and say, we should not be even thinking about funding gain-of-function research.
1: Congressman Jordan, when are there going to be consequences for Dr. Fauci? I mean, he's the highest paid government employee in the entire country. As you have pointed out rightly, our tax dollars have gone to subsidize gain of function research that may well have led and helped to abet. Certainly, it appears the data reflects this, the release of covid across the world and all of the impact that it has had since. Yet Fauci is making over four hundred thousand dollars a year. I believe he's the highest paid governmental employee. In the entire country, which is crazy. And there seem to be zero consequences for him. How does that change? When is he going to bear any consequences?
3: Well, I I think it, it does change. if, In fact, the American people put us back in control uh of the congress because then we'll be able to bring fauci in and we'll be able to get these documents and frankly we'll be able to subpoena the people he was those those 11 virologists on that call we'll be able to subpoena some of those individuals and ask them the tough questions so it it begins to change i think when we get back in in control but i I keep coming back to this uh, uh clay the influence these guys have there's one email that that dr collins since Francis Collins sends to Dr. Fauci, and he said, I hope the Nature Medicine article would settle this debate about where this thing started. And then the very next sentence in that email says, anything more we can do. So the keyword word in there is more. In other words, they were the ones behind getting these virologists on the outside to write the article that said what Fauci and Collins wanted it to say. And the reason that all happens, my guess is, is because these guys want the money. They want the money to come from Fauci and Collins. So they're willing to write an article that they disagreed with as evidenced by what they said in their emails on that initial conference call on February 1st, 2020. So, yeah, we got to be able to bring him in, but the Democrats won't. They won't even bring him in for a hearing in front of the House anymore. In the Senate, they can get Fauci and and these guys in like they did today. But in the House, they won't even let him come in for a hearing. In fact, there's a briefing later this afternoon we're getting on the Coronavirus Select Committee. It's private. The American people don't even get to see what's happening. Walensky going to brief members of, that, of, of our committee privately, hide it from the American people, which is just completely wrong.
2: Speaking to Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio, you know, Congressman, right before you came on, we were talking about the questioning of, of, of a senior FBI official uh, on Capitol Hill or via Zoom, mm-hmm. but during a hearing by Senator uh, Ted Cruz. Basically saying, look, was there any FBI involvement in putting uh, putting informants or, or other actors in the crowds on January 6th? W- what do you make of all that? I mean, do, do you is this an area that concerns you and how could we get yeah. answers, especially if going forward, perhaps we have a majority in the House?
3: Yeah, well, right. We need we need we need to get an answer to that because we know it's happened before. We know in the, in the situation in Michigan, we know that there were FBI informants in part of that. That, that effort there uh, regarding Governor Whitmer there, so we know it's happened before. Um, and then, of course, we've all seen some of the video that one of my colleagues actually brought up to, to when we had Merrick Garland, the Attorney General in front of the Judiciary Committee. Thomas Massey brought it up. Tucker Carlson has played on this show regarding this individual named Ray Epps and the way he conducted himself. So I think it's a fair question. I, I would like some answers. There are lots of things we need answers to. For example, today, Buck, we just find out today that, oh, it was exactly like we talked about on your show a few months ago. The, the school board's issue and and the, and the justice department targeting moms and dads who have the audacity to show up at a school board meeting. It didn't start with the school board's association writing a letter to the government. It was the other way around. They just used that letter as the pretext. We now have this story with the emails from Secretary of Education Cardona and 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 the and the, uh, and, the and these uh, the, the head of the school board's association. So we know this kind of stuff has happened before. It's a fair question that Senator Cruz asked. Let's hope we can get some answers at some point.
2: Why do you think they're having a new counterterrorism, domestic terrorism focused unit formed within the Department of Justice, Congressman?
3: It's it's this whole weaponization. It's a great question, Buck. It's this whole weaponization of government against the people. I mean, the idea that we had a whistleblower come forward and say they're actually putting a designation on moms and dads who are going to school board meetings, speaking out against the crazy uh, CRT curriculum, Uh, The the idea that there's a designation, a threat tag put on parents, and now we have a domestic terrorism unit being formed at the Department of of Justice to go after Americans is frightening. When you couple it with everything we've seen over the last few years with what the FBI did to President Trump's campaign, with what they're doing to school boards, with what we now learn today, with what the the Secretary of Education did, that it started with him and it was pretextual to start this whole process to go after parents – It is it is frightening and it needs to stop. And it's why we've called for the attorney general to stop it. We've called for the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Mr. Natter, to bring Merrick Garland back in to answer questions because we think he completely misled the country when he testified in October. Uh,
1: Last question for you, Congressman. You, uh, I'm sure, have seen 26 Democratic House members have decided not to run for reelection. We're still a ways away. You talked about the midterms and their importance in holding Fauci accountable. What would you set the over-under at right now? How confident are you that Democrats are going to lose the House, Republicans are going to take it back in the midterms?
3: Well, I mean, look, you know, your background's in sports, like mine is, Clay, you're never overconfident, but I am confident. I mean, think about the Democrats' message, particularly what they're saying in big cities right now. In big cities, Democrats are saying, we won't let your kids go to school, uh, we're going to let bad guys roam the streets, and we're also going to let illegal immigrants vote. I mean, th- that is the three things the Democrat Party is now for, controlled by the leftists that control that party. So I think the American people are saying we're fed up with that. And then you couple that with inflation, the border and crime, and everything else. And then the the idea that they're now weaponizing government to go against their political enemies. If we don't take it back, I I would be shocked. So I think there's a there's a great chance we're going to be in control. And when we are, we're going to do the investigations that need to be done. And we're going to pass the legislation that we told the American people we were going to pass.
1: Thanks for taking the time, Congressman Jim Jordan. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. You can watch him a lot on Fox News. You can see him on Capitol Hill. Thanks, my man. You bet. Thanks, guys. Uh, Look, it's beginning a new year, Buck. An opportunity to get rid of the old... Get set up with what's new. Start with the gear you wear every day. Get rid of the stuff that's falling apart, that's scratchy and stretched out. Give yourself the upgrade you deserve and lounge like a champ with Tommy John. When you start the year wearing Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable so you can do everything better. Tommy John men's underwear, breathable, lightweight, moisture wicking fabric, four times the stretch of competing brands. You'll feel the same level of comfort layering their luxuriously soft loungewear right on top. Tommy John loungewear, so comfortable and good looking you can and will be wearing them every. Everywhere, 17 million pairs sold. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers; they have fanatics, including both of us. Buck, how do people get hooked up with the same gear that we love?
2: I show up at the studio today and wearing a button down instead of my it's usual true. Tommy John hoodie, and Clay's like, "Do you have a job interview or something?" That's how much I love my Tommy John. I'm wearing it every day. The answer is, by the way, I had to wash them because <laughs> I wearing them too much. Get 20 off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com/slash/Buck. Go to TommyJohn.com slash buck for 20% off the most comfortable gear you'll you'll ever wear. I'm telling you, I love it. My whole family loves it. TommyJohn.com slash buck. See site for details.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, And starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at BP.com slash investing in America. Why are
2: people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already
1: forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? Nine nine five G.O.L.D.
2: Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancee who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month at Tunnel to Tunnel Towers at t2t.org. That's T the number two t.org never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us welcome back into the clay travis and buck section show everyone if you want to chat with us 800-282-2882 and just a reminder we have author of pandemia the man whose sub stack is the bane of dr fauci's existence alex berenson will be with us in just a few moments former new york times reporter from a long time ago And a guy who has been right so much. If you've been listening to this show, you're just, it's mind blowing. And then you add into it that he's been kicked off social media all over the place. They never bring him back, Clay. Isn't it amazing? They never bring him back and say, we're sorry. You were right. We're idiots. We're libs. Well, what can you do? They never do that. And you got some pretty stunning new data that we're going to bring into the conversation with Alex that I wanted you to tell everybody because something's not adding up here. Yeah, we
1: just hit the Wall Street Journal just reported that we hit a new COVID hospitalization record, an average of one hundred and forty thousand five hundred and seventy six patients. That is higher than it has ever been for COVID in uh in since March of 2020. And so I think a lot of people out there when they hear this information now, there is discussion and we should continue to have this discussion surrounding the fact that many people who are hospitalized i'm putting it in quotation marks for covid are actually not there because of covid they're there because they are uh, they have covid after they find out when they go there for instance if you go in to have a baby uh and you are soon to be delivering a baby and they find out that you have covid you would be listed as a covid hospitalized patient even though COVID is not the reason you're in the hospital. And, uh, having said that, the data has been the same in the way that we count COVID hospitalizations. We haven't changed the, 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 the method by which we do that. So the fact that we are hitting a new all time high of 140,576 average COVID patients reflects that the vaccines to a large extent are not stopping, as we know, the spread of COVID in any kind of significant way. In fact, Joe Biden now, one year into his presidency, when he promised that he was going to shut down COVID, he basically ran his entire presidential campaign on that idea. Well, Buck, the numbers reflect that there are now 140,576 people, the most ever hospitalized with COVID in this country. And unfortunately... Uh, a lot of those people are going to, uh, based on the data in the past, you would think that deaths are going to continue to rise because deaths tend to follow by two or three or four weeks the overall peaks in the number of cases. Hopefully it yeah. won't be as high uh, this yeah, we'll time see. as it was in the summer of last year, but certainly this is not ideal and alarming data that I think would stun a lot of people. If we had said this with Alex Berenson-Buck back in June or July, People would have told us we were crazy that we were going to set all time COVID hospitalization records uh, in January of 2022.
2: And I think it's very important to note that right now, the official word from the CDC on this, and this could be true. This is the official word right now, is that of those in the hospital, a small number by percentage are vaccinated And a even smaller, a vanishingly small number, you know, something along the lines of 1% are dying who are vaccinated. That's what they tell us. That is something we're going to need to dig into pretty substantially. I think one area where you're going to see a lot of messing with the numbers to service the narrative is when they say vaccinated. Remember, this keeps changing all the time. Are we are we now going to consider somebody who is unboosted? to not be in the fully vaccinated category, how is that going to play into the data? Essentially, you've got... The Pfizer CEO, you know, I just saw they had a copyright claim on that video. They're pulling it down from places on the internet now. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. A copyright claim. That's I mean, that it.
1: first of all is the essence of newsworthy. Like, I can't believe they would be trying to. Well, I can believe yeah. they be trying to pull that we, video. You know what's good?
2: I saw this was on Jesse Kelly's uh, Twitter account, which, by the way, is a source of great amusement for many of us who follow Jesse. Uh, and and so it looks like they're they're trying to get this out of the public view. That you have the CEO of Pfizer saying two shots. Doesn't do very much at all for protection from infection. It's pretty good for now. Is something he said something like that against hospitalization and death? Does that mean that we're going to find out a lot of people who are hospitalized and maybe a good percentage, unfortunately, of those who are hospitalized and actually succumb to the virus are vaccinated but not boosted? You know, this is where I, I know it's it's all kind of in mesh together, and there's a lot of parsing you have to do here, folks, but. Keep in mind, they've been lying to you about this stuff for a long time. So I think it's only fair to say we should approach some of this with some skepticism. What do you say, Clay?
1: No doubt at all. And I'm actually fascinated to see what the latest data is from Alex Berenson. I mean, he has been so far ahead uh, in terms of analyzing the data and letting us know. Remember when everybody was saying, oh, COVID's over in June and July. We said he was the prince of darkness riding in to spoil everybody's parade.
2: And he ended up 100% right. I'm just waiting for the day when finally they have Fauci and they grab him. And he says, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't (laughs) for that Berenson. Coming up.
1: You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway.
2: Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot.
1: Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company
2: The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tallata to Towers at t2t.org that's t the number 2 t.org